Hi, I'm Angus Ferguson, and welcome to today's episode of PropTech Insider Podcast from Domain Agent Solutions. PropTech Insider is a weekly podcast where we deep dive into the rapidly evolving world of PropTech and interview its leaders about their journey into the PropTech industry and their greatest insights into scaling their businesses. Today we have Jack Slater on the PropTech Insider Podcast. Jack is an innovator in the new media field and is an expert in creating niche audiences. Jack and I deep dive into how he's built a strong digital community and provides some tips and tricks for building your own online presence. So many of us would be familiar with Boss Hunting, and it's an Australian lifestyle publisher for men. Jack, I guess to kick things off, can you just tell us a little bit about how you founded Boss Hunting and how it all came about for you? Uh, It was actually very much a hobby before I start talking about that, though, thanks for having me on the podcast. Very excited to be here. Gus, no good to thanks, see you Jack. again. We run tight. Uh, it was very much a hobby at the start. I've always had a bit of a penchant for things, the finer things in life, I suppose, um, and a big passion for the internet. So those two worlds, I suppose, came together at the perfect time, which was when Facebook launched the pages function, uh, which is around 2011, 2012. I used to send my mates an email probably once a week or every fortnight with cool things that I'd found online for that last fortnight. And then I realized that most of them probably didn't actually like what I was sending out. But I was like, I'll set up a Facebook page, picked a random name called Boss Hunting, and then started just putting stuff on a Facebook page. It was simple as that. Uh, It very rapidly grew kind of pre-Facebook algorithm changes when anyone on Facebook would see everything on Facebook. It grew from zero to 100,000 fans in probably, I don't know, a year. And then I went to London around the same time. I did this as a hobby on the side. And then in 2018, I was like, well, I'm working for a company I don't really enjoy working at. I'm in London. I may as well give it a crack and make it a full-time gig. And I had a bit of dribs and drabs of revenue coming at the time, kind of supplementary income. Had a couple of people in Sydney doing some part-time work for me. And I suppose from then it's kind of just accelerated there on in. I was doing a bit of a end of financial year report today about it and we've gone, we've come a long way since then. We've now reached, I think this last month we did 650,000 Australian unique visitors and about one and a half million visitors to the site in total. Facebook's now at 275,000 followers. Instagram's at 190,000 followers. Um, we've certainly got the most engaged audience in the in the men's lifestyle space and if not kind of the broader lifestyle media space in Australia, so which is great to see. And it's really just evolved over time. It's now, now it's been 10 years of doing it, the first five of which were just me mucking around with a couple of mates. Um, and that's kind of where we are right now. So let's talk a little bit about the, the first five years where you've probably seen a lot of different trials and tests on things that worked and didn't work and, and figuring out what your niche was going to be and what community you wanted to build off the back of this as well. Give us a little bit of insight into how you went about thinking about developing a brand and creating content that was going to be suitable just for your audience as well. At the early stage, it was very much a, a lot of testing. We'd like put something up on Facebook or Instagram, what have you. And then if it didn't perform within a certain range in the first five or 10 minutes, we just take it down because obviously the audience wasn't resonating with it well enough. Now we're kind of a little bit more sophisticated, but still very much all about testing things. We, we'll look into our data on analytics or... Instagram insights or Facebook insights, and we'll see what is resonating with an audience at a given time. 
Um, and that's, that's anywhere from between what we're posting about, the type of genre, the time we post it, and we'll try and figure out ways to hit the right audience at the right time. Um, but really, like, the modus operandi in this office is all about just failing fast, testing things out, giving it a crack, uh, and also being consistent, though, as well. So that comes down to just making sure we post certain things at certain times. If they're not working, we'll delete them or give them a rest or figure out the next time we post something, it is a matter of rejigging what that is. Yeah, and I think um, you've, you've certainly captured an audience through doing so. I know that I read those posts, a lot of posts, very often and, and quite frequently with – I haven't reached top – top fan stage yet come on mate <laughs> get on the page a bit more i uh, know i'm not i've got to stop working so much and have a bit more activity on through boss hunting <laughs> but what what would be really interesting is that and, and to give you some background around this is a lot of our listeners are real estate agents business owners and really they've started to move into uh what was a very paper heavy industry so you were kind of 15 20 years ago you wanted to sell a home you kind of think about how you go about that process was contact the real estate agent. They put in their local paper and transform to where it is today. And we've got digital classifieds. What has certainly come to front of mind for a lot of real estate agencies, not only building the brand of the agency, but also building their own personal brand and profile. Um, give us a little bit more insight around firstly, how you've gone about creating Black City Media and how it's turned into a business and how you would give some advice to some real estate agents about scaling up and actually how do they look at it from their own business perspective? I suppose that they're not looking to monetize on, on audience here, but they are looking for conversion. Um, tell us a little bit more the latest stages of turning this in and making it to be a monetized product that you've put into market. Oh, it's a very long question and a very good one. Thank you. Um, I would say real estate agents, for me personally, it's a very tough one because you've got people like Gavin Rubenstein who has built a brand around himself and it's a very unique brand and he's revered in the Sydney real estate world. But I think that's just who he is. He's being authentic and I think authenticity is all you really need in this sphere online. We try and be really authentic. We used to do videos a while ago that were really inauthentic. They were kind of panning around the room like wishy-washy nothing videos And then about kind of end of the first lockdown last year, my business partner, James, was like, let's just start doing like vlog style YouTube videos because that's kind of where it's at at the moment in terms of what people actually want to see. They can watch TV if they want to see TV quality production. If they want to see shot on iPhone, quick, fun, enthusiastic, authentic content, that's what they want to see on social, which is where we're at. And so Gavin, I think, has got that really well done. I think a lot of other agents are trying to emulate him too much without being authentic to who they actually are. There's an Instagram page called Lords of Property. I don't know if you've seen it. Yeah, I've seen it. It's hilarious. Like it's Gavin obviously gets a lot of piss taken out of him on there. He's been on our Boss Hunting podcast a couple of times. He's actually like the most engaging, lovely guy and remembers everything about everyone. But that's just kind of his personality. I think a lot of people on like on pages like Lords of Property who are trying to be Gavin, but they're not Gavin it's fine to not be Gavin. You can just be the most authentic version of yourself and trying to do these like gangster videos and trying to make yourself look really cool, I think is not necessarily the best approach for social. Having said that, if you are, you know, looking to do the gangster style, then might or, work for you. Albeit, I mean, it's audience. an interesting space. I think from what I understand, um, vendors pay for 
most of the the media production. They do, yeah. I would say just being a friendly face and let the property speak for itself is probably the angle that I would um, I would go down if I was an agent. Um, but I think authenticity and consistency is the number one thing that we've learned around building a community and building engagement and building an audience. From the very get-go, like I saw a lot of other competitors come and go trying to do what we did but just giving up after a certain period of time or not changing the way they – they were just trying to emulate rather than creating their own space um, yeah. in the field. Yeah, and I think you make a good point there, which is that you've got to be firstly authentic about what you're doing, but then you've also got to be passionate about it. And whether it's analog or digital, I think those things definitely show through in whatever you're doing in life or in business as well. I mean, to that point, Luxity Media was basically the holding company for boss hunting. And we also started a couple of other websites on the back of it because we were like, we, we're killing boss hunting. We know what we're doing here. Why can't we just emulate it across a few other sectors and do similar things? And we started a website called All the Young Dads, which I think was still a great idea. It was to reasonably emulate a website in the US called Fatherly, which is a very big business over there. Yep. Your father? No, I haven't heard of it. No, no. I'm not. you haven't heard of it. Anyway, Fatherly is a great website. And we were like, we can just, there was nothing like it in Australia. We can emulate this. But it turns out we had no interest or passion in it. So he spent a, quite a bit of money on trying to emulate this father site in the US. And we, after six or 12 months, we were like, you know, we have no interest in doing this thing every day. Let's just give up and we'll focus on what we're actually best at. So yeah. I guess Luxity now focuses on boss hunting. And then we also do some agency work for. Um, the clients we work with as well. At what point did it become from a, a Facebook page or a social media page of boss hunting to Luck City and it actually became a media company that you've transformed it in today? And and was there a pivotal moment for you where you decided that you had to go into this full time other than you not weren't really liking your nine to five? And at what point was that kind of the validation or that pivot that you wanted to go to? It wasn't like a a light bulb moment where it all just happened. I was in London. It was, um, I was, I was working in my job and I was having a all right time. It was fine. I was getting paid reasonably well, but I just knew I had this massive audience sitting there online that I wasn't really doing anything with and wasn't monetizing. So I spoke to my mum, and she's always been my biggest fan. <laughs> she was like, look, I know it's probably not generating enough revenue for you right now. I'll invest in the business. Go down to two days a week at work and you can work, have you like regular steady income coming in and you can do boss hunting on the side or kind of half, half. Yeah. Um, and it was just incremental. Like it really took a, took probably two years from, from that point where it was paying me enough to kind of get by. And then I was able to hire a couple of guys in Sydney at the time. Um, and that was circa 2016. It probably started. And then 2018, I moved back to Australia and then moved to Sydney shortly thereafter. But, you know, I wouldn't say there's a, there was a pivotal moment or a pivotal campaign that helped us get to where we were. It's just been, really been incremental the whole time. And what about at what point did it start to become, you know, a, a fully-fledged business for you in terms of Black City Media was formed and moving into that transformational piece there? That was probably mid-2018. So my business partner, James, had a kind of a competing website to me. We met each other on a media trip in France in 2017, I think it was. We were both one-man bands at the time. We got chatting. We had, a, we had spent 10 days together playing chess, skiing, and drinking Aperol spritzes, which was a very enjoyable time. <laughs> we were like, why don't we just come together here and actually give this a red-hot crack? And then 
I moved back to Australia shortly thereafter. We came together, created Luxity Media in its current form and been together ever since, I suppose. We're always on the same page, which is great. I think that's really important in a business partner. I had a previous business partner who was my best friend at the time. We don't really speak anymore, which I think is probably a yeah. trap, an easy trap to fall into, yeah. going into business with your mates, whereas James a wasn't a mate of mine necessarily. I would now consider him one of my best friends, but probably evolved that way rather than best friend into business partner. Give the listeners a little bit more insight into some of the things that you get to do day to day that's pretty awesome, generally outside of Outside COVID. of lo- COVID lockdown, it's actually, I think from, well, it sounds horrible to say, but for most people, it's probably not too far outside their norm lockdown. Like you go, you do your weekend trips and then you come back to the office and that's that. Me and the team have had some incredible experiences over the last four or five years. Brands, we're lucky enough to have brands pay for us to do some of the most insane things of all time. In fact, just before lockdown in Sydney, I was able to fly to Auckland with Rod and Gun, the menswear yep. retailer. Yep. Uh, and then we went clay pigeon shooting for half a day went to a restaurant, had a lovely evening, and then the next morning we got on a helicopter, flew out to the Great Barrier Islands outside of Auckland, went fishing. I caught an absolute monster snapper. Like That's one small example. I've been to um, Palm Springs with McLaren, driving McLarens around Palm Springs and going absolutely nuts. I went to the Champions League final with Nissan, which was really cool. Unreal. I was in Madrid. I mean, that's just me. The rest of the team do more content stuff than I do. And yep. it's like, it's actually yeah. unbelievable. Yeah. They, they actually do the work for you. <laughs> yeah. Right. yeah. What are some additional tips and tricks that you think you could share with the audience that's listening to this around how to build a better online community and presence? That is a very good question. I would say, as I alluded to before, be authentic and be, be consistent. Um, just be yourself. And also like, don't be afraid to test new things, put yourself out there, but, if it doesn't work, that's absolutely fine. Try and find a new avenue. Um, Gary V, Gary Vaynerchuk, is a, a very big presence online in the kind of entrepreneur media world. And I used to be a massive fan of his and now he gets a bit monotonous, but he does have some very good points. I think yep. he said once, if you go to the gym for 10 hours in one day, you won't get fit or jacked. But if you go to the gym for half an hour for 20 days, you'll certainly see progress. So it's just a matter of doing small incremental things over a course of time they will help you get to the stage you want to want to get to. So I guess the three points that I've got out of that is be authentic about how you're doing it, be consistent in your content and know your market. Exactly. Exactly. So Jack, I haven't really briefed you on these two questions, but we always ask two questions at the end of the podcast interview for PropTech Insider. They're pretty difficult. So I'll give you a couple of seconds if you need to, to have a think about them. But what's your definition of success? Uh, it's funny. I think when I was 18, when, when I was 15, I wanted to be an investment banker and I wanted to be as rich as possible. Um, some of my mates are investment bankers and they're doing it right for themselves, but and they might I, don't think they're any, I, don't, they're I don't think they're any necessarily happier than I yeah. am. I get to go to work every day with people I like. I have a great time. Um, I think the older I get and the more ridiculous experience I've ridiculous experiences I have, cars I drive, it's not about stuff. Like it's not about how much stuff you have, how big your house is and what have you. Um, it's a more about how much you enjoy your day-to-day life. You've got to wake up and enjoy what you do. Obviously work isn't everything, but it's a very big part of your life. So success in my eyes would be getting to enjoy every day. I mean, I have mates who are investment bankers and they hate their lives because 
they're just sitting there getting slammed by a boss and sitting at the office till midnight every night. I'm lucky enough to have my own business, get to work with great people, and life's pretty good in that regard. And the final question is, tell us one thing that you get to start, stop, and continue this year. Wow. That is, that's a hard <laughs> question. I'm going to start doing more exercise. It's probably the answer you get most. You're probably you're pretty good at that. Yeah. I get your notifications on my Apple Watch. Oh yeah. Every day and you're running more than much more than I am, so I'm going to start doing more exercise. I'm going to stop. Oh, I was I was going to say I was going to stop using social media so much, but I don't really have a choice. Yeah, it's pretty critical. It's pretty critical <laughs> to what I do. I would like to reduce the amount of social media time. I don't know how many my phone pings up saying I've done seven hours a day on my phone. It's like, what do I do? Yeah, it's a bit scary. It's with a the bit daily scary. Activity. And then continue. I mean, I at the moment during lockdown, all I can do is continue to you know try and build my business and make it the best thing it can be. That's kind of our plan. Every time we have a strategy session, it's like, what's our big goal? It's like, let's just compete. Let's continue to get better at every day. Get better at what we do. And incrementally see the results. I think nothing happens overnight. It's just a matter of taking those small steps. And when you step back at the end of the day, and as I said earlier, I was doing that report before and I was like comparing ourselves this year to two years ago and, you know, we've grown three or 400%, which is yeah, crazy. amazing. So it just takes time. So, yeah, continue to keep plugging away. Well, Jack, um, I really appreciate you coming on and, and giving the listeners your time. So thank you. Um, that's all we got time for today. But if you'd like to learn more about our topic, visit agentsolutions.com.au. And thanks. Thanks, Gus. Been a pleasure. Cheers. Thanks for tuning in to today's episode of PropTech Insider. If you'd like to learn more about the topic that Jack and I discussed today, visit agentsolutions.com.au. If you've enjoyed this topic and you want to hear more of exciting content that we have in store, please hit the subscribe button on whatever podcast app you use. See you next time.